2: The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
4: From the center of that galaxy and direct from our galaxy straight to your ears. And maybe soon eyes. Hey, this is four Center presents other center. I'm Ken Namsock. I'm Joseph
3: Scrimshaw.
5: And I'm Jennifer Landa. And we are here to talk
4: about a month of motivation. It's a new month and we are going to be motivated. We're going to find motivation. We're going to share motivation. Joseph, please help me be motivated.
3: <laughs> I will. I will light a, a non-literal fire under some part of your body.
4: Thank you. Before we get to all that, as always, I want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four slash center over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we will have a recommendation and other set of recommendation a book we think you should try out on us. I almost got through that without a tongue yeah. fumble. <laughs> but it is a Tuesday for us, not a Monday, and time has changed and it's dark earlier. My stove phone uh, clock won't change. I can't change it. It's broken. So I thought I was late today. It's one of those days, uh, which is why Joseph's is going to slide here. Take over and tell us uh, about our current Ask segment.
3: Uh, my stove clock has, is slowly fading uh, out. the The light bulb is slowly dying. So the time is getting harder and harder to see, which I don't like is a metaphor. So I'm going to fight that clock. Uh, But our current ask, we're going to pivot back to YouTube. So uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe a month ago, uh, I decided, like, let's shoot for the stars and and said some ridiculous number that we want to get to. Uh, But what we would like to get to is back up to a little bit closer to where we were. Uh, We've been having a couple new people join us on YouTube. But uh, as we're not talking about Star Wars right now during the strikes, we've been having some uh, people leave us as well. But we're excited about the the future of YouTube. We're excited about the strike coming to an end someday. And we would love to have those uh, subscriber numbers back up. So if you have been a subscriber in the past, we'd love you to resubscribe. Or if you've been listening to the podcast anew and you're like, what's this YouTube thing? I'll check that out. Uh, please go and find us on YouTube. Uh, we would love to get back up to about 7,500 subscribers. We're at about seven thousand. 426. I said about, but then I just looked at the screen and was really right where we're at. Uh, but we would love to get back up to 7,500. That is our ask this episode.
4: That's a good ask. Subscribe. Get in there. You're going to want to be there. Cool things are coming uh, during the strike and after the strike. So uh, join the, the YouTube uh, movement over there. The YouTube movement. Like, it's this brand new tech. This <laughs> new thing. I, I remember that day.
3: I remember that day. Do you all remember where you were where you're like, what's What's YouTube? Uh, painfully, painfully down to the detail because it was told to me with great encouragement to get started on it, and I was like, eh.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: I've told the story before mocking some friends for doing movie reviews
3: on it. Like, what are
4: you? What are you doing? That's that's where I go to watch the lazy Sunday clip from SNL or catch. Like, it, no one's gonna watch. It. <laughs> the Beatles are a guitar band. They're going out of style. What do you? What do you? <laughs> Hmm. hmm. Well, uh, before we get into the main topic, we do like to catch up. It's life adventures. Uh, it's, it's needed. It's needed to kind of, uh, put some perspective on the week. Uh, uh so Jen, normally we start with you, but I'm going to set, I'm going to put, I'm going to put down my cards. I'm going to play my hand right here, right now. Ah. Uh, I had a, I had a very bad week, but I also had a very good week. Uh, and that was, that's kind of life. Right. And it's all, um, I went to a wedding Wednesday and it all, is, that's the story. That's the 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 yin and yang of, of my life The last week. I, I didn't want to go to this wedding in the sense of, I love these folks. Man, this is going to be kind of an inconvenient Halloween wedding in West Hollywood where the city shuts down. And all of us were kind of like, oh, we got there. At, number one, no traffic. Uh, Two, I got there quicker. I got to West Hollywood from Burbank quicker than I do any other normal time. I got there like 24 <clears throat> minutes. And it was a damn sweet emotional, uh, uh, cute, and fun wedding. It was one of those lessons of, hey, Ken, maybe you just shut up and maybe you get out of your own head and out of your own way and show up for other people and have fun because we all had fun. I danced like I haven't danced in years. I also have not been able to walk properly until yesterday. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely bleeped up my back uh, to an almost frightening level uh, where I can't sit, I can't sleep, I can't stand, I can't work, I can't do anything. Uh, It's been a painful week, and that's kind of my week immense joy and a lot of pain. So I'm going to have to find the lessons in that.
3: So what, what are you doing with your body right now? (laughs) As we record, are you sitting, standing, crouching?
4: I have the high, the high uh, broadcast chairs, but it's at bar level, right? Really? It's Mm -hmm. bar set set up. I do that. So I can stand during shows Uh, back in the radio days. I stood most of the time on air. So, so I'm used to that, but, you just, you just. I, I talked to my friend uh, Brian Teller. He has uh, back pain. He's a tall lad, six five and or so. And, and he's, he's he because I just live with it every day. It's it's a six or seven every day, and that's where my back pain is. So I just y- you sit until you can't anymore, until it starts burning, and you put the pads. I feel like a grandfather. Give me my sitting pillow. And <laughs> uh, try not to overdose with pain, but pain meds, you know, I don't want to go down that road, but uh, you know, uh, three ibuprofens for breakfast is not a abnormal thing around here. And yeah, so I'm just sitting, I'm just sitting and I squirm and I try to find the joy. In it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Squirming toward joy right. in uh, a motivational speech.
6: Uh, mm-hmm. my God! And it's here and
4: it for anyone, for anyone tweets in, or anything, I, 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 this past year, I did go to the doctor, did go to a back specialist. And, and they said what I had it's like it's like an old fracture uh is so low and the surgery would be so invasive and, the, and and the back specialist was like I wouldn't do it so
3: mm.
4: and this is it this is it
3: this is where we're at yeah no <sighs> and just managing it uh, seems like a, a wise plan yeah
5: yeah
4: I don't care I'm gonna dance the night away even if I pay for it Jen did you dance and cry at the same time as well?
5: Uh, no, not this week, but I have in the past, uh, uh, this past week, I realized that we recorded before Halloween. Mm -hmm. Um, so Halloween did happen and I, I had a funny incident I should share it on my TikTok. I was going to share it on Instagram and I'm like, nah, uh, but I, you know, I'm passing out candy to kids, which was unusual. We don't always get a lot of trick-or-treaters, but we kind of got a flood of them, which was very exciting for Mm. me. And I just was like, oh, my gosh, I was buzzing with energy. I was in the middle of trying to get my Furby costume on. So there was a lot happening. And I was in mom mode. So my brain was all over the place.
6: Mm.
5: So this kid comes up to the door. And I totally recognized his costume right away. And I was like, ah! I said, Zelda! And he looked at me. This kid was 10. And he looked at me. It shut, like the the eyes went to the <laughs> back of his head. He turned and walked away. And as he was walking away, he stuck up his index finger in the air and said, "I'm Link."
4: Oh no! Oh. You
5: guys oh, and I shared no. this in TikTok. I was like listen
6: here kid
5: this is what i wanted to say i was playing the original gold cartridge legend of zelda i know who link is i i like i actually took a picture of the screen when i beat the game because i had spent Mm. so much time i have that picture still
3: this is amazing we've never talked about this Mm.
5: oh i was so like And there was nothing I could do. The kid had walked away. There was no chance for me to redeem myself. I felt Mm -hmm. ashamed. And I was like, (laughs) this is what it feels like to to feel like an old person where this young person thinks that they're schooling me. Mm -hmm. And I think what Mm -hmm. happened was I didn't articulate you're you're from the character. You're you're from the Zelda game. I I just was like, my brain was just like free association. Zelda. um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, we play Breath of the Wild. I as Link. Like, I know who you are. Like, oh
6: mm-hmm.
5: it was just I had to accept it. I had to accept that I was just this this mom who didn't know who <laughs> Link was.
6: <laughs>
5: just hurt my soul. Uh-huh. <laughs> hurt my soul.
3: I want I want this to be an actual, you know, filmed comedy sketch where you actually <sighs> run forward and just start. Tearing into the kid and saying, like, do you know the difference between Ganon and Ganondorf? Huh? Do you? Do you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my you God. You little bleep.
5: Oh. oh, it was just like the amount of attitude. Like, just he was just so ex, he was like exasperation. Like, yet again, I have to explain my <laughs> costume to this adult that doesn't know anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just was like,
6: yeah. oh,
4: guy. Listen here. Listen here, so- you little bleep. Let me tell <laughs> <Yeah>. you something. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's and, and look, I think the three of us are relatively plugged into what's going on. Do I know every cool new artist that comes up? Do I know every trend? No, I don't. But I, I, right. we're not like my folks, who, right. who rent DVDs from the library? You know, we're not, we're
5: not, right, <laughs> right. right, exactly. By the way, fine because like-
4: I love libraries, but I don't want to disparage libraries. I want to make sure I'm clear about that. But it's just my mom's like, what's what's a Netflix? So.
5: Right. How do I how do I enter my password? Like no. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm dialed in, kid. <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean like I would understand the kid's reaction if you were like, "Oh, you're Mario." Like <laughs> deeply wrong. But like the right. fact that the little bleeper couldn't give you the benefit of the doubt that you said the name of the bleeping video game, the franchise. Mhm. Like, <sighs> mm-hmm. I'm mad at this child for you.
4: I look well, I I've I've always felt the branding of that game is off. Then call it Link. Then just from day one, it should have been the tales of Link. All right. If that's I know Zelda, I'd get it. I played it right, but that, that's not that's a them problem, kid. Not not a me problem.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that was that was uh that was really funny. That's what happens mm-hmm. when you're tired and passing out candy.
6: There yeah. you go.
3: Yeah. Um, oh, I love that gold cartridge. Many happy memories of that gold cartridge. Right.
5: Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. so uh, many hours. I want to hear
4: Joseph tell you, but Jen, you just reminded me, uh, For this wedding, we had to leave the dogs home and I was terrified. We were terrified because there were going to be, the doorbell is going to be ringing every five minutes for candy, right? So we, <gasps> I got two um, uh, buckets full of candy. I went to the store. Oh, yeah, that's And to sound, you know, old, uh, it's expensive. Not a kid came. No. We mm. have, have the ring on, you know, so you can say, no one, ca-. so I have been eating, Two buckets worth of candy for the last week
6: That's <gasps> really good oh. for your back, I think. great
4: sugar. Uh, the uh, it's not that great. So, um, <laughs> anyone wants uh, blow pops or Twix, uh, mini size Twix, let me know. I'll mail them out. Um, if right. <laughs> you want some, I can drop some off. I'll let me know.
3: Okay, <laughs> I like that. You're like, I'm not leaving my house. I just mail things now. I don't. <laughs> I don't leave. <laughs>
6: No. Oh, no. Set up a
3: pneumatic tube to send Twix back and forth.
4: <laughs> uh Joseph, uh you you had a busy weekend I know.
3: I did. I did. It was was actually hard uh, to try to narrow in on life adventures because Halloween was great. And then the next night I went to Guns N' Roses at the Hollywood Bowl and then I flew to Mobile, Alabama, a city I've never been to for the uh, H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival. So it was like sometimes our, you know, adventures of the week was like, I don't know, I did some writing and tried to stay positive. Um, But this week, lots of stuff. Uh, Halloween was great. Uh, uh, We ended up driving to uh, Burbank because a... Uh, a designer of like an event designer who's, who sometimes uh, works uh, at at, at, uh, the same places as as my wife uh, works uh, had set up this amazing, beautiful, elaborate uh, tribute to classic horror monsters. So that was great. Um, Mm -hmm. The, 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 the thing that was uh, the theme that I pulled out of my life adventures Mm -hmm. (laughs) is uh, alone versus community because um, my wife couldn't join me for a bunch of stuff cause she is getting ready for a dance show. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't come with me to the guns and roses concert and she couldn't come with me to uh mobile. So there were both things that like, I didn't really have like a, a one partner who was with me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wife or friend for either of those big fun events. So mm-hmm. parts of it were like, this is weird. And I gotta be, you know, r- you know, brave and all that. And just walk in and figure out I'll, I'll find some people to talk to in, uh, in both of those situations i was really uh uh happy with the amount of just uh community of of other people in the fun weird interactions that you have uh mm. when you you know when you aren't sort of isolated into like i've got my three or four people around me and we're a unit and right that's it a pack um yeah the guns N' roses concert was was amazing cuz do mm. know those they they're all uh hollywood uh rats the uh the Mm -hmm. the famous uh uh, you know where you are you're in the jungle baby you're gonna die is what an old man actually said to axel when he got off on the bus on hollywood boulevard Mm -hmm. so to to go from that to playing the hollywood bowl for the first time there 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 was like a real special energy for them Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. uh, so that was really great but um you know, I've been to a couple other concerts and they've, you know, it's a mixed bag when people go to a rock concert and
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: drinks and other substances are flowing. Um, but anyway, I ended up sitting, I was on the edge of one of those Hollywood benches and um, people kept coming and going and fighting over the seats and all that. Uh, <laughs> hmm,
6: hmm.
3: But I had a couple of different seat partners this uh couple middle-aged couple who were extremely happy to be there had never seen guns N' roses live and then proceeded to either yell questions at me about my favorite songs or <laughs> make out for the entire thing Bad there's a while there oh. I was just yep. standing next to two people just literally dry humping yeah rock queen like cool cool <laughs> oh, i feel gosh. a part of the community and then uh they they played a song that they don't always play in concert uh civil war which is one of my favorites so i i standing up dancing and the woman next to me suddenly got really excited and was really dancing is like It was fun to be sort of like we weren't looking at each other, but we were both dancing outwardly. But we're dancing together. And then I look over and notice that her her fella has been filming her the entire time in this uh, in a real influencer vibe, a real like my fella is filming for me. And I was just suddenly like, I think I might be in an influencer video. (laughs) dancing mm. and then when she left she was like thanks for dancing with me and the guy oh. gave me like a thumbs up but like oh no like oh I think, no i think i'm in their video i'm gonna have to try to find it <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so that was a fun adventure and then just real short with with mm. with mobile the the screening of nightmare adorable uh went really well people had uh fun questions and q a it's the first time the festival is is doing uh was in mobile alabama so the, the festival was a little lightly attended but everybody who was there enthusiastic had a great time all that Mm -hmm. i haven't uh, i've been to atlanta for dragon con i was in uh, deep south texas to visit my grandmother once but i've never been to mobile alabama and just all of the people the city was really cool very very old uh Mm -hmm. downtown with the the small one-way streets and uh there at Mobile's one of mobile's claims to fame is the the first city to do a, any sort of Mardi Gras event uh you know New Orleans obviously came along but mobile mobile did it first and mm. there's that sort of spirit of uh, fun and like beads hanging from trees and statues of their their first sort of Mardi Gras king and queen in public parks and just a really great vibe but um uh uh the southern hospitality the 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 friendliness and the honesty Thing was incredibly real and incredibly nice. Yeah, and particularly in a time or place where I could have felt a little alone, like that. I got to the hotel after traveling for like ten hours, and you know, twenty-two-year-old hmm. woman <laughs> greets me by like, "How you doing, baby?" <laughs> 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 and coming from the Midwest, like that, calling somebody you don't know, baby, is fighting words. That yeah. we we're emotionally, you know, a little bit more withdrawn. But just that, you know, I've never been called baby, love or boss more in a weekend.
4: The boss, yeah, that's great.
3: And it's it, 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 it was all just friendly. Like I went to a, a, a bar by myself because mm. uh, just uh, wanted a beer in the afternoon. And the guy's like, how you doing, boss? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my
6: gosh, I love
5: it.
3: All just so friendly. Even the TSA agents were friendly in Mobile, Alabama. So that was just yeah. a really nice experience to have.
4: I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you highlighted that. I, I know there's so much in the world and it's easy to fracture off uh, uh, and there's a lot of history to be dealt with all around our country. I get it. But I, every time I was in uh, Tennessee or that part of the country, there's, there, there is a hospitality that, that does shine through and I always enjoyed it. So that's a that's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. good point.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you, one can easily get loaded up with uh, many different uh, stereotypes mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. it, it was an incredibly, a welcoming city and I and I and I really needed that. So thank you Mobile, Alabama.
4: Hmm. Wonderful. Uh that's great. Um we're here and we're going to get motivated. It's uh it's a month of motivation, Joseph. So take us through this because uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm excited to talk about motivation because I think I need it. I'm <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it's very hard, which is, I think, why people have to sort of like band together and, and create events. And the reason this topic uh, jumped to mind is that it's a NaNoWriMo uh, National Novel Writing Month, uh, which I think is a, in a, a it's very specific. Let's write a novel. But uh, it is just entirely an idea of like, let's take a really hard thing that takes a lot of time, a lot of motivation, and let's turn it into a community thing so people know they're not alone. Uh, how you doing, baby? That's what <laughs> National Novel Writing Month is <laughs> no, saying. <sighs> uh, so we're going to discuss a little bit how we stay motivated uh, creatively. Or if, if uh, we want to talk about non-creative things I- in terms of motivation, that's fine, too. We often mm-hmm. gravitate toward creative because that's what, what we do. Um, so we're not necessarily going to talk about novels, but, you know, any creative or life tasks in general, all the challenges, tips, etc. Uh, but I do want to start with the acknowledgement of National Novel Writing Month in asking both of you, because I don't know, start with you, Jennifer, have you ever participated in National Novel Writing Month or have you ever wanted to?
5: I didn't even know this was a thing. Uh, <laughs> right before you, you shared about this topic, I had come across a friend who is a writer and they had posted that they were participating in, in it. And I saw that NEN, whatever, name me, what you know, thing, <laughs> the acronym for it. I was like, what is that? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I have no desire to participate. I am not a writer like that. I will leave it to the writers, but I think it's a really, it's a really great way to get motivated and also hold yourself accountable. Right. As Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about. Um, So yeah, I I did not know such a thing existed, but yeah. It's yeah. great for budding novelists.
3: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm not a super expert on it, but for anybody who who is not familiar with National Novel Writing Month, I believe there's there's a website you can sign up to, or you can do it more informally. But it's just a uh, there are, there's targeted word counts per day, and you can you know report to yourself and others if you're keeping up with it, and it's really just a, a, a an encouragement of like, in theory, word count wise, you can write a, a novel in a month if you write this many words day and and he, share that accountability with other friends and, and all that kind of thing. I think it's spiraled out to like, you know, being other things as well as I think, you know, Jennifer, if you wanted to write a nonfiction book about the history of Furbies, <laughs> that would still uh, fall under uh, the the ethos of National Novel Writing Month. Ken, well, have you ever ISP. participated or... or, or- felt the pull
4: i, I was aware of nano you said it so yeah. poetically nano Rimo, it sounds like a, a, some kind of a furby language uh i um have not but i'm aware of it um i think it's a great idea uh i uh in terms of uh, yeah i have uh, one book somewhere on shelves but i i wanted to write fiction in my 20s and i did i have a very bad rough draft of a first draft of a novel um, and never shall it see the light of day. But, uh, I, so I don't know if I've been tempted to do this, but I really like the idea behind it, which we'll get into, uh, mm-hmm. just because it is something that is acknowledging human nature and trying to help in spite of that, <laughs> you know, like you can do <laughs> it and maybe accountability or structure or forcing yourself to do even just a little inch forward, um, is, is, uh, its own kind of motivation, perpetual motion, right? Uh, we'll yeah. maybe- So I'm excited to dive into the ideas behind it.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I think also the idea that, you know, you don't need special permission, you know, from you don't have to have gone to school or need special permission. Like, do you you want to tell a story? You can. Yes. It's accessible to everybody, Mm -hmm. which I think is beautiful as well. Um, I feel like I have participated in various versions of uh, National Novel Writing Month of like, you know, uh Mm -hmm. non-national you booked a show and you have to write it a month right Uh, so Mm -hmm. i feel like i've I've informally done it a lot but i did actually do it in 2021 i didn't uh Mm -hmm. sign up to any like a group or any website or that but i just like i really i had a novel idea i wanted to write it and uh it's challenging to set aside the time every day and it helps to have that's everybody's doing it and Mm -hmm. there's accountability all that uh so in 2021 I finished uh, three quarters of a novel. And everybody's always really gentle about like the goal is to write a lot. If you don't finish your novel, fine. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I finished like three quarters of a novel, you know, many, uh, you know, tens of thousands of of words. And I made time for it almost every day. I think I skipped actual Thanksgiving, um, Mm. which was, it was a really great experience. Uh, some of that novel is very rough. I'm sure I uh, used the word luminous eight thousand times in one book, so I'll need to change that. Uh, <laughs> it's a great word. And then, <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, at the end of last year, uh, 2022, I had had it as a goal to to just finish the novel. So I did manage to to finish it. So I have a complete first draft, uh, but it's been really hard to make time to finish it. So I have participated. I want to participate every every uh uh november but it, but it can be hard to to find the time uh mm-hmm. which is part of the reason we're having this discussion
4: could there be a follow-up month of national edit your novel month <laughs> <part> <laughs> that <would> yeah be- <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah nano re- redo month yeah uh, yeah redo mo um yeah which is which is what i need and may, i'm sure there is somewhere mm-hmm. but it is it's a different beast to uh rewrite something yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I I kind of thought like oh, once I get the first draft done, I'll be able to revise it pretty quick. And like, oh no, that's a that's a lot of words. That's like eighty thousand words. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, Like at least forty thousand of them need to be moved around. That's a lot of work.
4: That's yeah, yeah. This uh, I don't want to go to too too far down the rabbit hole. That's the thing. But editing the written word versus anything else you edit is that's so many words. You move one sentence, the whole <laughs> Jenga <laughs> tower crumbles, and you get mm-hmm. intimidating.
3: Yeah, no, and it worked really well, but there are those those prices of the speed writing of, like, I cannot remember what color eyes the, my main character <laughs> has, and I've changed it seven times, and, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard to search for and that kind of thing. But yeah, uh, So, okay, we wanted to get a baseline for National Novel Writing Month, but now, like we do, we're going to go back to uh, the beginning and talk about what appears to be Our favorite topic here on Other Center: our
6: parents.
3: (laughs) Uh, We were talking off air. It's a natural, we're we're doing a lot of uh, topics where we we talk about uh, life experiences, introspective stuff. So where we start and our parents are a natural thing to come up. But Mm -hmm. going back to the beginning for you, Ken, did your parents encourage just the idea of goals? It doesn't even have to be creative, but like set a goal and hit it. Did they encourage that? Did they give you any tools for that? What was your experience?
4: Uh, this sounds super negative, but not really, not to my memory. They, they encouraged things, uh, creativity and, and, uh, um, allowed me to be the at times weird little kid or other times, you know, I'm, I want to play baseball, like, like, you know, and that's by the way, not that you can't be weird and play baseball. Um, so I want to make sure the, the, to speak positively about that. I think they just definitely tried. Uh, but I don't feel, I feel I, I emerged from this all with um not being pushed by them but in the end not pushed by myself enough which is still something that lingers today like a national novel writing month is great could I have national manage your own YouTube channel and hit the standards you set month like mm-hmm. you know um yes. could it could we do that because it is sometimes that simple yes life takes you every day it could be an adventure but like I always find if like, man, if I just sat down for thirty minutes, I could get that thing and 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 there's wonderful jokes you can tweet about that thing you put off for six years, took five minutes yeah that that the reason that joke resonated mm-hmm. is, is it's real um i but I think some of that could have been changed if I had a little bit more of that. What do you want to do, and here's mm-hmm. how we can help you get there, and here's how you could maybe get there
6: mm-hmm.
3: do you think yeah. you're you're do you know if your parents had? goals. That sounds really negative. Did your parents want anything? No, but, but was it, they're just, were, were they more of the mindset of like you, you set up life and you just keep it rolling. So goals was not an idea for them.
4: Sur- survival, I think, um, um, you know, it's not something I've spoken with my father on, uh, you know, he's super talented in, in many ways, but did the kind of, it's too hard to make it. And then I got the, 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 the wife and the two kids here in the late '70s, um, I stopped that. Now I have my job, and that's what I do. Right. And I think that never translated directly. That was never told that. Um And I've tried to take the positive out of the negative. Of you know, I'm I'm not going to do that necessarily. Wife for kids, it's not in my cards right now. But like, even when I thought that would be, I was still going to try to be creative. Um, mm-hmm. So I took that lesson out. But survival. Is, is a good thing, but but there's a little bit of my, my, my <laughs> to go into the Mother Center. Uh, Joseph and I had these conversations <laughs> in, in, the book, in Anaheim uh, in 2022. My mom was less concerned about my goals and what I wanted to do. She just didn't want to get me, she didn't want me hurt. Mm. So everything was done from a, just don't get hurt physically, emotionally at, on any level. So, yeah, taking is a risk. For, behind
3: National Novel risk. Writing Month? Is that possible?
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and that's been to to that's part of been part of our conversations uh uh what i call negative attachment where yeah yes mm. you don't want me to die I don't want to die but you're more worried about what you will do upon my death than my death mm. and 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 that's that, that this, the, the, I promise this gets lighter and uh, you know, so I don't have a lot of <laughs> it will but there, I think I, I was thinking about it really hard this morning over a cup of coffee there was never a you want to be a baseball player here's the 17 things you need to do to be a baseball player you wanted to do comedy uh, they drove me to play practice or helped me went and saw my drama performances in junior high but there was never a uh, what could he do uh, a ninth grade English teacher pulled my mom aside and said your son's a good writer he needs to start now on how mm. if he wants to make a living off this he needs to do some things and uh she told me about it but then never there was no follow-up on that and i was allowed mm. to drift off into, into depression which is not my thing but i I drift off drifted off into depression so by high school it when it ended uh i was far removed from that path
3: mm. Mm. yeah how, how about you jennifer what was your experience with uh your parents and the idea of goals
5: I don't think they. Ever, my mom ever spoke about it like that. She was a teacher um, and then later on became a principal. So for her, everything was very linear, linear. Like the deadlines were very, very clear, right? Like you go to school, you have papers due. Okay, then you go to college. Okay, then if you want to become a professional of some sort, you either go to graduate school or you get a certificate or whatever you need to do, right? It's all very, uh, and then you get a job afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that was what she was very, very big on Um, In terms of like having creative goals, that was just never something that she ever really thought of or talked about because she came from extreme poverty. Mm -hmm. It it just seemed too lofty um, to her. And so the only thing would be like uh, my piano, Mm -hmm. which she would tell me, you know, so-and-so, the reason why they play so well is because they practice for two hours every day. And so she's like, if you're feeling like you're not where you want to be, then you need to practice for at least an hour every day. So every day, I this was like I was five, you know, uh-huh. and she's like chasing me under the piano, like, okay, you have to practice for an hour today. So that was really drilled into me and I hated it.
6: <laughs>
5: and then and then later on, and what I've been dealing with now is realizing like you kind of have to be a good business person and a hustler if you want to monetize your art and be able to like, set those goals, hold yourself accountable. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to figure out how to do that. And I, I just don't think that that's really in my, my nature, Mm. um, as I've discovered. And I've had to really figure out how can I meet my, how can I set my goals? How can I create a strategy? And how can I meet those goals? Mm. Um, So yeah, being a creative is a whole other thing. Because when you're going through like elementary and grade school, whatever, like the goals are set for you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get a grade. If you don't do finish the homework on time, you're going to get a C or an F. Yeah. It's just, it's very clear. And then you're thrust down into the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah.
6: (laughs)
3: Yeah. No, I think, I think you're both saying some, some great things that, that, um, I experienced as well, um. And, and, and I think a lot about the, this is a little external versus internal, which which I'm excited to get into. Um, my parents definitely encouraged work ethic. Um, but like you're saying so well, Jennifer, those are all sort of external pressures of get a good grade. So you so you're smart. Right, <laughs> so right. You don't get in trouble so you can go to uh, college so you can get a job so you can not starve to death (laughs) you know uh really a lot of work ethic to find to to just keep up with the basic uh, necessities of of being alive and a part of society Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i so i think i got a lot of work ethic i think that is a part of the 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 mixed culture of of minnesota with a lot of uh scandinavian people and a a lot of people from who, who really value i think that's where some of these sort of um the Minnesota pride in being able to uh, survive extreme winters and extreme mm. summers. Is that just mm. sort of like you put your head down and you do it. Um, mm. uh, so I think there was some of that just in, in the cultural air. Uh, mm. But as I've mentioned, you know, in recent episodes, my dad worked his butt off uh, mm. just because whatever you need to do to make money and, and survive. Mm. Um, my mom was an obsessive student herself who really wanted good grades and got real competitive about it um, mm. and had gone back to college when I was in second grade and graduated when I was in eleventh grade. <laughs> mm. So wow. I witnessed her doing homework a lot, and she was obsessive about homework. Mm. Um, so i I witnessed a lot of work ethic, but that's what both of you are talking about, which is different than goal, mm. different than, I decide I want something now, how can I stay motivated to get the thing I want rather than the thing that is absolutely expected of me by my parents and society. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think the first time that my, my dad uh, or anybody really helped me with a, a goal in particular was, you know, I wanted to, to learn to play the drums because uh, I met other kids in high school who were learning to play guitar and bass and we were like, we should form a band. And like, can any of us really play our instruments yet? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so my dad had been kind of lightly teaching me some of the basics. Um, but then in, in I think, a, a lesson that has paid off in life, um, in 10th grade, there was like a homecoming uh, uh, I don't even know what the noun for it is these days. The uh, presentation that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't at the football game that was everybody come to the gym and the teachers said some things about how great the school was and introduced (laughs) some alumni that none of the kids care about. Uh, The, I think maybe the high school band played or whatever. Uh, But they wanted to have, you know, uh, students do things. So uh, I managed to book a gig for our band to play, Uh, another brick in the wall part two (laughs) Mm. Mm. Uh, with you know we don't need no education and at first the (laughs) prince was like the lyrics of this song is we don't need no education is like yeah but i think if you listen to the narrative of the song it's about learning that we actually do i think i had to write like an essay about why that song (laughs) was okay but we but we booked we booked the gig um and and i went to my dad and he's like i is, uh, is this just the basic drum beat that you taught me because that's the only one I know and he's like well kind of it's like there's this noise like yeah that's the hi-hat that he's opening at a specific part of the beat so my dad like really worked with me to learn that drum beat for that show yeah and that was the first time I can remember like this isn't just uh get good grades get a job (laughs) don't die this was in a, a specific thing I wanted to do with an end date that I needed to work toward. Mm, mm-hmm. and, and that was a, a good experience, but there could have been more of those.
4: Mm. No, but good one on a great tune. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think so. I think so. So we're kind of getting into this, but I want to get uh, both of your takes. Jennifer, do you feel like there is a difference between a general work ethic versus completing a specific uh, creative or other task that, that you, the individual really want to do for yourself?
5: I think so. I think that you have to be strategic before you start your work, because you could end up working harder than you need to because you might be trying to figure out your plan. So having having your goal in mind and then figuring out how am I going to achieve this goal? What do I need to do? Right? Mm. Um, and I think at the end of the day, working hard is is going to always trump talent. Is what I've mm. learned. I was i was taught that talent is the most important thing if you have a god-given talent well then you just kind of need to work at it a little bit right Mm -hmm. uh but i think it's absolutely the opposite it's why supposedly like the c students in high school actually often do better in college because they're used to working really hard Mm -hmm. things don't always come easier to them Mm
6: -hmm.
3: so
5: um yeah yeah that's fascinating that explained anything but
3: uh, Jennifer did what 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 kind of grades did you get were you were you um uh, what kind of grades did you get <laughs> I don't in want to lead the st- witness with assumptions <laughs> yeah
5: in high school i got average grades like b's only i got a's in writing which was really the only way i was able to get into it. Uh, uc irvine it, okay my, yeah and then on um, but it, but in uc irvine i was on the dean's list mm. and i got really good grades because number one i was studying things that i was passionate about and number two i was used to to working hard you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so
3: yeah that that's very interesting A great perspective uh ken how how about you
4: yeah, a, a big difference to me. And, and I, I generally think I, I, I have a general good work ethic. I, often when I'm doing it for other people is when it, it, it emerges, which I've mentioned before, we can dive into. Um, but yeah, um, it's a good base. It's a good base for everything. Um, and I remember even back in my coaching days, I had some kids like, you know, who, uh, to your point, Jen, couldn't couldn't hit the baseball as as good as others naturally, but were want, wanted to, right? And, and would tell me, Hey, can I come early? Coach Ken, can I sit down early? And we did one, one kid Carter did. Oh man. and had a big game that day, you know, because he showed up, worked with me one-on-one and said, uh, you know, not just, I have a specific goal, but I, I want to do, I want to, to put in the work to get to that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just a base for anything in life, um, that can fuel the specific goals you know, uh, the, the struggle of, uh, I, I really hear what you're saying, Jen. I think I even touched on this kind of stuff before here of, um, I wasn't set up for failure, but it was just like, you, you kind of don't have to worry about Ken little Kenny will sit on his couch and read his own GI Joe choose your own venture books and he'll get all his homework done and he'll get, uh, A's, um, mm-hmm. all through school. And then we don't need to check on him. And that's not even just my folks. That's other, that's other just adults or teachers or anything. He's, he's one of our favorites. And then uh, I always got good grades. Uh, Your Honor, I got good grades. And then (laughs) uh, senior year, me and my friend Joel, who I'm still friends with, he's a screenwriting teacher down here in LA actually now, Um, we were in a math class together and we both uh, nearly failed the math class. And (laughs) we had become friends, real close friends that year. And it was a cool math teacher named Jack Harris. He's a big uh, band, like just had a bunch of band posters big fan of the band Perry Ubu, which is, he was cool. Uh, he didn't, he wasn't, he didn't like, he was like a hip, cool young teacher. He actually looked like a math teacher, but he was cool. Too. And we had so much fun in his class and, but we nearly failed it. And we had a struggle. And we went to talk to him on our final day, uh, graduation week, you know, whatever we, we said, Hey, we want to, uh, talk to you, uh, and say goodbye to you. And he said, great. He said, sit down. And he was always one of our favorite teachers. Very lighthearted, very funny. And he's like, you jackasses are going to get hit hard with life. Mm, and we're like what and he's like he basically gave the speech of you come to this class you nearly failed out of it this is the first time you 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 did that in your high school careers i know and you sat in the corner just joking and thinking it all comes easy to you and Mm. you're gonna find out there that that ain't the case (laughs) joel and i talk about that often about remember the day we went to get a hug from mr harris and he, he like yelled at
3: us and gave wow. you the van down by a river speech and in
4: in some ways I, I really am thankful for it and sometimes need to be reminded of it of uh uh i can't just have the feeling of uh, you know i'll show up and we'll get through it and i know no one will care and I, you know and it's like i gotta remind myself of uh that and the work ethic that needs to uh be out there again i'll work late hours uh, you know, thirty-one straight hours of working. My last Black Friday at the mall. I, I'm there for that kind of stuff. But when it comes to do the things that will move you forward, I, I struggle.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I think that's. Uh, I think it's totally understandable. I think a lot of people are in the same place where uh, maybe we can beat ourselves up because we don't feel like we're motivated. But then you look at your life and like you're you're working constantly,
6: and mm-hmm. and that's one of
3: the things that's hard to. How do I, when you, when you do all the things you need to do to make money, to be a good friend, to be a good partner, if you got kids to be there for your kids, to be there for your pets, to be there for your parents, uh, all of which I think does take a sort of um, um, literal work ethic and emotional work ethic. And then it's in some ways this different thing to say, can I carve out time and emotion for what I want? Mm. and i think that's such a big difference between general work ethic Mm. versus completing a specific task of um the goal thing and to me is just entirely about asking what do i really really want and what within my power can i do to get it Mm. Mm. and Mm. can i first identify what it is and then can i set a goal to actually reach it Mm. um and i think i think Some of those struggles are definitely evergreen, but I do think that's the kind of thing that is, Mm -hmm. you know, affecting our mental health uh, with social media Mm -hmm. of, you know, as we've talked about before, kind of seeing all of these different things that other people do, or sometimes just seeing something kind of shiny and just like, you know, it's not a, it's not a creative goal to go, well, that other person uh, got more likes for that kind of photo. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How do you turn that into, how do you turn that sort of flash of, you know, Mm but I want to be seen and I want to be appreciated into what do I truly, truly want for myself and what are the steps I can do to possibly get it? Yeah. Mm
5: -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: yeah. And maybe, maybe uh, Jen, Jen, you would be much more knowledgeable than Ken and I because of your children on this. Maybe that's being taught more, but I think when we were growing up, there was such a focus on like life is hard. You know, if you have a decent job and people in your life, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, then find a hobby, but what is this? You know, uh, this. I don't know. I, I think growing up, it might have been cons- considered sort of like indulgent, or mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. maybe even sort of uh, vain to be like, "What do you mean? What, what do you need? Like, do you, do you have a family and a and, and a place to live?
6: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: you are done." Um, right. And I think that that to me is a big part of it, too, of of in the power of, of uh, National Novel Writing Month is a large group of people saying your soul is important, too. Do you want this? Do you have something to say? Here's a whole community supporting you, not just in like the actual tangible goal of, of writing a novel, but basically saying like your soul is worth spending time and energy on.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yourself.
4: An investment. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is of course challenging. So let's talk about that. Uh, Jennifer, (laughs) you, for you, what's the biggest challenge for complete completing like a creative goal of like, you've done all the, like, I know I want to make this, I know the steps I need to do to do it. It's all mapped out on paper. What then is the biggest challenge actually making it happen for you?
5: Uh, staying on task. Um, you know, I'll get inspired, like, especially when you're working on something for a while, you might might start to get like bored, kind of bored with it or just feel like frustrated. And so then you see something else and you're like, oh, actually I'm inspired to do this. <laughs> and then you get kind of, uh, yeah, you get a little conflicted. So time management is key. Working when you don't feel creative. Mm-hmm. This is the the most difficult, I think, for, for creative people, whether it's writing uh acting visual arts painting really anything um and then the last thing would be deciding when it's good enough so Mm. that's why they say to have that deadline and just be like it is done it may not be perfect there it you know there may be more i want to (laughs) fix like george lucas but (laughs) this is it this this is good enough and being okay with that that's the hardest thing i think for for Mm. any creative person
3: Mm yeah yeah no, I, I, the, the letting go is a huge part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken, for you, what is the biggest challenge on, on completing a specific creative task?
4: It, it, it's, it's, um, it's the, the, the confidence of it, the belief that this is, uh, something that should be shared, uh, with the world this is the biggest thing I have. All, this is all time, um, where I, I make jokes. Uh, I, I occasionally have ranted on this on stage where it's like the 25 years now in Hollywood in and around the entertainment field. And I can confirm that, that way too many people in this town believe in themselves. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and we've all been there. And I was having some of these discussions, um, uh, this week with a friend of mine, uh, Joey, uh, uh, we met for coffee. We were both kind of talking about our futures, you know, and he's just like, you know, you see someone do something and they put it out there and they post it short film, comedy set, whatever it is and it 's not like a close friend it 's like an acquaintance and in your heart you know that you 're better than them, but you 're upset at yourself because they they did it you didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> and you keep telling yourself i 'm not worthy or this shouldn't be shared um, and that 's been a big thing for me so there's other challenges the time, all those kind of things um, investing I sometimes do a shotgun approach where I have I've just interests everywhere, right? And and some people joke, "Ken, you're kind of a modern Renaissance man." Well, that's not a a a thing for success. Let me tell you, you know, you know when that was a successful idea Uh, in the Renaissance. Not. (laughs) um, You need to hyper focus on some things, and so I, I. But all of that flows down into this what I call these obstacles these these personal obstacles I put in front of my path to stop things from being completed. Deadlines are big for me. It can put pressure on you. But saying this is going to be done by December fifteenth is something I need; otherwise, it won't won't get done. Because I, yeah. I, 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 there's a project I, I I was trying to start right now with a, a friend of mine, and he's been busy, and I haven't pressured him to. Hey, you know, uh, he works a, a full time gig, and and um, it's a little audio comedy piece we're trying to put together, and 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 because I have no deadline, I haven't touched it in a month. Now yeah. we're probably not gonna be able to do it. Uh, so I, 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 if I don't say I, and the philosophy, you know, like a lot of folks, we talked about, it, you know, SNL fan that, that Lord Michael's idea of the show goes on 1130, whether it's ready or not is how I function. Sure. And hopefully you have the good work, work ethic to be ready, you know, cause that could certainly be a recipe for disaster too. Um, but that's my biggest challenge is going, all right, I have something that is, that is worth sharing believing that and then saying it will be done because if i if i can just push it to tomorrow um it, it won't get done
3: mm-hmm. yeah no it is it's so hard to just have that like floating a deadline you really have to have a you know mm-hmm. I, I fall into that every time like maybe around mid-year great <laughs> <Right? sighs> nope yeah, one right? day yeah i think so i think the the biggest challenges for me are uh Fear and time, I think, no matter how <laughs> yeah. long you've been doing creative things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think sometimes we think of fear as is something really big. But I think it's the like every every day when you start again and that like a little bit of that resistance. Maybe sometimes you're exhausted, you're, you're, your creative well is dry. There are other things. But I think almost always it is fear of I'm not going to hit the goal I set for today or I'm not prepared for this scene or the fear of like i don't i i think i know the character's motivation but i'm kind of wrong like all these little fears mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. you know whisper at you and make it harder for you to get past the fear to the fun yeah. of once you you really start flowing on say writing um then then it then you, it's like the climbing uh, uh fear is to me like it's like the 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 beginning of the roller coaster where you have to get yourself to the top
6: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) and i think that is one of the hardest things even after years of doing this because the fears aren't aren't i mean some of them are real like you you Mm -hmm. want to do a good job and all that but yeah but they're so deep and kind of such small little demons that all get together that Mm. no matter how long you you do them it's you do creative stuff uh you have to get those little demons uh, to shut up so you can get your your cart to the top of the first tell of the roller coaster and then get going and yeah. zip through the ups and downs um mm-hmm. and, yeah. and i think you know it's it, it's all these things that that people tell one another that are easy to say and hard to do you know yeah, um, yeah. i like think enjoyment defeats anxiety so if you can get yourself to a point of um oh i'm in the part of this that's that's fun and it feels I don't know what's going to happen next. And that's fun instead of scary. If you can mm-hmm. get yourself to that point, it's, you know, so great, which I think is part of the reason that's another reason I think for national novel writing month of if you're doing this every day and your focus is on word count, mm-hmm. it's a way to push you past all those little demons. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. that's uh, the, the, uh, one page a day. I think that's actually really effective if you sit down and do it. It's yeah. Kind of yeah. It isn't, but yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, time is just, you know, time's a beast. (laughs) Uh, you know, carving out the time in, in a, in your day to day life, um, have needing to get in the right headspace, get into a flow. Those things are harder, harder for me. We'll talk a little bit more about, um, uh, uh, process in the second half, but, uh, boy, if I can just go to a hotel room and be alone, that's way better than taking 10 minutes every day. I get real grumpy about that mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that's better. And then uh, I think um, for me, picking what I want to do, uh, you know, I have a yeah. uh, first draft of a novel and I haven't been able to make the time because I've uh, have uh, had the gift and curse of wanting to do lots of different things. And as mm-hmm. Ken pointed out, it's not the Renaissance anymore.
6: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> I, I don't have, you know, uh, mm-hmm. one rich patron and, uh, you know, uh, Leonardo da Vinci did not have streaming access to anything ever made mm-hmm. uh so different times and it's hard to make those choices and pick the time yeah mm-hmm. yeah.
4: yeah uh it's yeah. Uh, it's a thing and and and, and you know we'll talk about process like you said but like oh, as always when when these things spring up giving yourself a little bit of grace to say all right today wasn't a win or tomorrow i'll do better i think that's valuable too
6: Mm -hmm.
3: yep oh yeah grace grace is a great friend um and your partner obviously uh (laughs) but we'll talk more about that on in the other half of the episode
4: we will before we do that we're gonna uh, gonna, we're gonna for center another center recommends to uh uh, today Uh, joseph uh
3: the question mark is going to be filled
4: by you what do we have
3: Yeah, so uh, this is a, a book that was kindly gifted to me uh, a couple years back, and I put it on my to-read-next pile, and then other books got on top of it. <laughs> and uh, I'm very glad that I finally uh, picked it up. Uh, it is a book uh, by the director, Ken Quapis, who, who people will know from many different things. Uh, the movie He Said, She Said. He directed uh, the pilot in many episodes of The Office. He directed, uh, basically, the, the first... Season of the the Larry Sanders Show, all sorts of great stuff. So it's this book is fascinating because it's a mix of autobiography and really practical, really helpful, really friendly guidance on uh, on directing, on the actual art of directing. Mm. Mm. Um, and I, I brought it with me to a Mobile, and I was almost late to panels because I couldn't stop mm. reading this book and looked it up. There is an audible version, so I think if you're interested. In directing, it's really, really great. Uh, but if you're just interested in a, a funny, friendly look at uh, Hollywood and entertainment, this is a great book to read or listen to. Uh, so that's the recommendation. But what I really want to do is direct.
4: There you go. Uh, listen to it today. Get your free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com/slash four center again. That's audibletrial.com/slash four center for your free audiobook. It really does help the show. All right, quick break. On the other side, we're gonna talk about what works here on. Well, I almost said force what well, is force? Force center presents other center, you know. We'll be right back.
3: Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
2: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together.
4: Welcome back to other center here on force center. You all know what it is here. Uh, we are so happy to have you on this journey. We are talking about, uh, uh motivation, uh, work ethics, obstacles that I keep putting myself, uh, put in front of myself like a bucket of candy. Joseph, where do we go from here?
3: are candy, an obstacle or can they be a reward? Let's find out. Uh, <laughs> We're going to talk about what does work for us. So, Jennifer, what works better for you for a specific goal or task? Is it is doing a little bit of work every day work better for you, or does setting aside uh, uh, like a few big chunks of time for a creative binge does that work better?
5: I find that I I spend too much time on projects over a long period of time, uh, and then I end <laughs> up like finally feeling like I just got to get this out, and then I spend even longer on the last few days. Of the project. Uh, so I really tried to get better on that and go back to that good enough mentality. I What I'm discovering in with anything in life, whether it's you want to eat better, you want to exercise, you want to be creative, doing building it into your routine daily is mm. key. And really setting yourself up for success and not allowing yourself to be distracted because you're going to be tired. There's going to be days where you don't want to do it how can you figure out a way to create the space where you're going to get it done, right? Mm. Like, I mean, people always talk about like meal prep, right? Because if you have a tendency like myself to eat badly, how can you prepare yourself for reaching for something healthy as opposed for, you know, some junk food? Um, And so I think it's the same thing for creative people being like, okay, I'm going to write for an hour or I'm going to do something for an hour every single day. At this time and really treat it like like a job, I guess, would be probably the best way to do it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I really agree. And I think it is very telling that if you crack open um, most uh, novels that I encounter, uh, most books written in modern times, the first people who will be thanked is the various uh, life partners who helped (laughs) the writer make room Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. for the writing um and i know that's you know uh, i want to be very respectful to people who have uh, you know hard jobs and children and and make time to be creative because it is an extra just logistical challenge right jennifer
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that will definitely change things, and you won't be able to be as precious as you were, and you will just find time. Like my work time, usually before my kids were in school, it was at nine o'clock at night, and I would work from nine until one every day. Or you can be a morning person and wake up before they wake up, right, and get some work done. It's just it forces you to be much more mindful about how you spend your time.
3: Yeah, and I love everything you're saying about about routine and. And I do think that works better and that's what I want to do creatively, but it is just not realistic, uh, mm-hmm. to my life. So every once in a while I'll get into a groove where I can be like, yeah, I'm going to work on this a little bit every day. It's so glorious when you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one month that I did NaNoWriMo and it was like, I got to get those, you know, whatever. I can't remember the number of words every day, uh, or more. It, was a real act of let's see what I sacrifice let's see what else I don't pay as much attention to um mm. and it was really really hard and I think uh because throughout my creative career I've often did what I did for you know uh, the the homecoming <laughs> another brick in the wall part too is book it then you're bleeped and you gotta do it
6: mm-hmm.
3: um sadly uh binge just fits into my life so much better mm-hmm. um And and to me, the positive side of that in a creative way is I find the most joy and the best choices when I can disappear into a work. If you're writing something narrative, um, like for myself, a a play or a a film, and you're just getting to that place where you're like, you live inside that world. And you you set aside most of a day, so when when you're stopping to make lunch or going for a walk or taking a shower, the the characters are like whispering to you because you're so in that world, you're inside it, and that to me is the value of 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 doing, uh the the binge model. And Mm -hmm. I think when it works really well, and you you've got like from 6:30 a.m. to 7 a.m. every day, I I write. I think it, it helps to create the same thing, but for me the the binge model has always uh, worked, worked better, good, better. Otherwise it's just true. It does. Mm -hmm. How about you, Ken?
4: I think I might tend to go towards the binge thing for, for creative projects, at least the actual doing of it. So, um, you know, when, when I get assigned a project and we're talking about the accountability thing and assignments versus can you do it on your own is a struggle for me. But, Our pal Billy uh, Patterson is a fourth center, other center listener as well. when He he was working for fandom uh, uh, or when I was working for fandom, he would call me up. Hey, we need a 12 minute video on, on X, Y, and Z two weeks. Good enough for you. Uh, I wouldn't start working on it for five or six days.
6: Um, Exactly. And
4: it's a little bit out of, Oh, that's my deadline. Cool. I'll get it there. But uh, uh, knowing what works for me and, and it's, knowing that the first time I'm going to sit down, it's going to be a little bit of a, just a note taking. Then the next day is an outline. Then I'm going to fill in the outline a little bit. And I know that he wants it on a Friday, Thursday, I'll sit down and write it because I know I can. And I don't mean that in the, some of the negative way we've talked about before, but just, that's, what's going to work for me. That's the, that's mm. where my mind is going to focus on it. Uh, and, and knowing that that is how I work, you know, like you just said for, for better or worse, write This binge thing, when I was putting together my, my, uh, uh, Parody radio show for the last couple of years uh, Saturday Night uh, it I, I have It was out on Saturday nights at 6pm Pacific Was the general time I tried to aim for um, I would tr- There would be weeks where I was like Well let me try to write it on Tuesday And I can give myself more time It wouldn't work I needed okay. to do it every Saturday about 1pm Where I would literally be uploading it at 5.59 And I would tell myself <laughs> Maybe next week Maybe next week we don't do that Maybe we start outlining on Monday um and i couldn't and 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 so i maybe that's a problem but also to your point joseph like my mind i, I just knew if i did not have that 6pm deadline my 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 focus wasn't there and mm-hmm. that's what worked for that particular show but other things don't work that way and i think what works for me is knowing what project deserves three weeks and which one deserves a day. And then Mm. much like working out or trying to get, you know, not eating in a bucket of candy uh, when I can physically do it uh, this week, cannot physically get into the gym, but it's like, just knowing that quick complaining, it's, it's going to be an hour of your life.
5: Right. Right.
4: And sometimes that is with the creative stuff too. Or even when I go to work, talk about uncreative stuff. When I go to the old job, (laughs) it's have big giant reports to do. Big time studies mm. stats. every at the end of every month, we had to take all the LAPD crime stats. We had to cross reference them with our reported stats and then report what was missing. And sometimes stats wouldn't come to you. They go to the police and vice versa. I, 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 I hated that. But, but I knew that if I just sat down and did it for two hours, it was done. Done, and so I just allow myself to have that two hours. That's what we're gonna do, and 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 that's sometimes what it is uh, with, with the creative stuff. Or even admin, all all three of us probably go those, the, mm-hmm. those on the infrastructure weeks. But like that's become my Sunday. Is uh, 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 I sit down. I've been watching a little bit more football these days. I put football in the background, and that's my. I gotta f- fix this social page. I gotta get this tweet locked. I gotta schedule an email to flappers. I gotta do all that stuff, and that helps clear a lot of the creative for the rest of the week
3: yeah i mean that's what i probably wrestle with the most is is the little micro tasks that pile up like that and mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. The, in in micro tasks <laughs> mm-hmm. uh you know uh they're like being shown a uh, i'm not gonna make i was gonna make a horrible uh <laughs> comparison but i'm not going to they ruin the mood uh, <laughs> fill in your own yeah. horrible metaphor that you think i might have been able to, about to say yeah uh, but that not nothing kills the mood uh, for me more than a list of micro tasks to me it's like so the opposite of creativity mm-hmm. it's just this maintenance that must be done yes. and you're just marching through it um i was going to ask you ken about the the specific example of the radio show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you think that there is value in going well whether or not it's the right way or whatever this is the way that's working for me. So I should just forgive myself and, and let it work.
4: That's exactly where I landed on it. And I ended up stopped doing the show because it did take, I didn't have a fr- I didn't have a Saturday. I'm not one of those. Let's go to the lake on a Saturday kind of guys. But, uh, you know, I couldn't uh, go fix the fence that was falling in the yard because my Saturday nights <laughs> were gone, you know? um, uh, And, but at the end of the day, you know, it was also kind of a topical show, um, so that's fair. But yes, I did end up landing on that, where I was like, you know what? Don't worry about doing it on Tuesday because it's not going to get done, and it's not going to be good. It's going to mm-hmm. be good this way because this is how it works. It's same like, like when I approach. I don't, I don't, I don't do screenwriting anymore. I was going to say as much, but I really don't. I, I do own the current final draft, um, but I, I, I used to always think oh, I've unlocked it. It being the formula, right? All I all I have to do is note cards. No, all I have to do is this uh, beat sheet. All I have to do is read "Save the Cat" seven times, <laughs> and it would change with every project. Now, now again, work ethic, structure—this was all those things that are good and knowing what works. But sometimes, depending on where you are or what, I, I, I like what you're saying. Forgive yourself. This is how this project's getting done. Just get it done
3: yeah Mm. the 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 recent binge i did uh of of setting a goal to finish the the first draft of a screenplay while my wife was out of town was it was really fun because it it it, it, i mean some of it was painful like literally physically painfully painful Mm. typing for (laughs) 12 hours straight which is what i did on the final day Mm. but it was fun in that i just forgave myself and said like Mm. it doesn't matter if this is the best process or not it's the one that works for you and Mm you know how this is going to go. You have five days and the first several days you're going to be really slow. And then the last day you're probably going to write like half a script in the last day. Cause that's who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good or bad is, it, it was nice to just try to uh, accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about uh, accountability. Um, Jennifer, for you, does, does being accountable to other people, help you stay on task. Even if the task you're doing is, is your own creative goal, you're doing it for you, but it still, does it still help to be accountable to someone outside yourself?
5: It's hard. I've found, sometimes I will get resentful um, because people are holding me accountable. (laughs) It's just like, like, these jerks just checking, in my writing group yeah right they're just checking in just you know it's not their fault like <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but yeah that that was really challenging this was years ago um now I mean yeah now it will be like my own accountability I'm just better if I do it on my own or quite frankly if my husband will be like hey did you do did you post that video and it's like uh, or like people will ask, oh, are you going to post this? And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have a really difficult time with that. Like I said, I, I've learned that I think I'm uh, <laughs> I'm probably better suited to do art as a hobby. <laughs> just, <laughs> just when I want to do it. When the inspiration strikes, it is really hard yeah. to keep yourself on task. And some people are great and some people like to be held accountable like that. Like I said, I get a little angry. So it works against me. <laughs>
3: That's That's No, that's a really good distinction that Mm -hmm. that I hadn't thought about because when I think about accountability, I think about things like my example of, you know, book a show or Mm -hmm. be in a writing group so you're excited to share, you know, things like that. I hadn't really thought about it the way that you're talking about it, Jennifer, which is really important, that idea of like almost assigning yourself a, a hall monitor. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would infuriate me as if, as we've all talked about. We all have had some experiences with um, some con- controlling figures in our lives. And I think that would if I if I just ask, ask somebody else like check in on me every day. Are you doing that? I would get. Um, unreasonably furious with that person who was trying to help me <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: yeah these are like friends and and I, I would get really like and it's a horrible feeling right it's like this is my friend wanting they want the best for me because I told them to hold me accountable and I'm just like oh gosh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, so
3: uh, yeah. yeah yeah it's like being like a werewolf and being asked to be chained up and then you turn into the wolf and you're like how dare you yeah that's exactly it yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how about you, Ken? Does does accountability external accountability to others help you stay on on your own creative path?
4: It, it does, I, and I'm with you, Jed. I, I resent it. I resent it to the end of the, my days. I, I just um, I was even talking with Grace, I was talking with some other folks. Like, you know, again, I was the ni- I was a nice little quiet boy, and was good in school, and all my teachers liked me, and I was, um, you know, uh, good at um, washing dishes. I uh, was good at uh, working in a movie theater. Uh, I was. Uh, good at uh, uh, running security teams, um, and I, I thought I was the the, the, the good coworker. Um, I just I've discovered I'm not. I discovered that I I I, can't, I just can't. I, I resent it. I resent it. Um, and that's not a good. By the way, it's not a good trade. Uh, and as I went to other you know jobs in this industry, the the full time jobs I had, I just was like I was I was really upset that um, you couldn't just be creative. Like I got that I had, there was office hours, but, um, it, you know, I'm not going to show up at 2 PM for an, uh, an eight hour day, but I, I, when the moment they told me you have to be here at 8:59 every day for a nine mm-hmm. o'clock meeting, I was like, then this isn't creative. And I don't want to be here and I don't want to work with you. And there's nothing that, you know, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. sometimes that spills out into the accountability where, I do think having those goals, this is what you know, Joseph, I, I've talked to you off air about like my frustrations with why, when my good buddy Billy Patterson calls me and says, I got a 12 minute video I can pay you for, for fandom. Why do I knock that out like a champ? Uh, sometimes working six to eight hours a day on it. Uh, you know, when I finally sit down to write it, uh, but I can't do that for a four center essay.
6: Like
4: mm-hmm. wh- why? Or I can't do that for uh, a kidnapsed like YouTube channel. Why can't I do that? And so I think, I have to. I'm with you, Jen. And I have to kind of push past that. This is why classes or courses. I I also have had an issue where I was kind of a good student turned bad because I just got tired of a teacher telling me here's how to learn. Uh, Let me go just figure it out on my own. Um, But I think if I'm like, I'm almost gets this seems weird. I'm almost considering um, uh, going to get some stand up lessons. Uh are mm. some tinks, tinkers I want to make to my act and set that I just feel like I don't know if I can do it on my own because I'm going to keep getting away with what I've been doing. But if someone else was to sit down with me and say, do this, that might help me. I'm considering it. Right. And mm. um, that's been a that's a good accountability. And that kind of flows into the freelance work thing here that I keep talking about. The moment some guy I don't even really know from some company I just kind of work for says, great, we need seven thousand words on this. I get it done. Versus telling myself, I just need, I don't know, 500 for four center and I can't do it, you know, uh, that's a problem. So that's, that's where I'm trying to, uh, find the accountability. It does help. Uh, I just got to get over my uh, myself and and accept it.
3: I, am I think uh, maybe this isn't it for you, but for me, when I'm in the kind of situations that you're describing, Ken, that is the difference between that external work ethic of, that was drilled into me, and I know how to do it. And those, those little fear demons aren't there as much because it's just like it's a job, and I know how to do that. And I'll write that essay. Great, right? Uh, right, right. I can I can write for other people much much faster than mm-hmm. I can uh, write for myself because it's just it's it's it is creative, and I'm using all of the the skills and the knowledge that I've built up. But it feels like working at Kinko's a, a certain up to a certain. Mm-hmm because it's like i'm being paid and this needs to be done and i'll do that and then when you're doing it for yourself or for something you're passionate about those fears of what if it isn't quite the way i want it to be you know your 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 boss is your soul you know mm-hmm. um and you can let yourself down <laughs> uh more <laughs> than you know <laughs> yeah. yeah some some corporation
4: mm-hmm.
3: yeah yeah so you, I think
4: you, that, you, you, you know. mentioned kick like when i was an assistant director i was uh top of the gate. You know, I, I, that's why I got promoted to a direct director of security. Then once I got to the top and the only person above me was either the client on property who loved me and my vice president who showed up once every four months and emailed too much and text too much, but he wasn't there. Once I, I, I that, once that pressure of someone else in the office with me went away, <laughs> I kind of got complacent and lazy at times. Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's where accountability helps if you can find the the right accountability for your for yourself um you know and for me that accountability accountability is is everything um and and uh, like i said a lot of times it's been literally booking a show when i was doing theater you know i would absolutely book a show when i had the idea for the show and nothing else i had times where i had the idea for the show i had the photo i had the description and it was down to the point where People were excited and I was getting reports of how many tickets were being sold to a show that did not exist yet, <laughs> except as a concept. And then you're really in that place. Like, well, I got to deliver exactly that mm-hmm. there is massive uh, mm-hmm. external pressure. Um, but I think other good accountability is, you know, a writing group. So it not just like one life partner or, you know, <laughs> yeah. someone you've set up to, uh, yes neg you and get on your nerves um Mm -hmm. i think uh taking a class so it is it is structured Uh, Mm -hmm. for me a huge accountability thing that has worked and and i don't know if it works for everybody but posting the intent on social media Mm. is a great way for me to externalize something um like like this recent time when i wanted to write that first draft um, I had, I had told a, a couple of people that I was going to try to do it and some people were positive and some people were like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, uh, is a motivation all its own posting it on social media. I get a, I get often positive responses, which is really nice of, yeah, you can do it or have fun or whatever. Mm. Every once in a while I'll get the negative. You can't do that or it won't be good, which mm. I don't think is the best motivation to, to be negative, but it is certainly motivating. Mm. Um, But for more than anything, it's, it's me. I've planted my flag, Mm. you know, and no one on social media is going to uh, notice if I post something like on Monday, I'm going to have the script done by Friday. Mm. Nobody, everybody's got a busy life. Nobody's going to scroll back and go, gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. Mm
6: -hmm.
3: But it's a planting a flag for myself of I'm doing this. And I just said it with my whole chest in public Mm -hmm. and, and it, it is, I'm careful about when I do that, because for me, it is that it's a, a it's a switch, an internal switch mm-hmm. that goes off of, I am doing this. It, I've, I've made the stake that it means something to me and I'll feel horrible if I don't. And I'll feel great if I do make it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that works for everybody. It might be the wrong kind of pressure. Social media is problematic at best, but <laughs> posting on social media is a, is a huge, great accountability thing for me.
4: I, I have a. Uh... A thing too and I uh, um, I've joked about it before but it's real where um, I, I think I need to do it tomorrow I need to complete a, a, a set of song lyrics and uh, if I sit in my house I'm not going to do it but I'm going to go to the zoo and no one knows what the hell I'm doing they just see some old dude walking around the zoo, zoo with a notepad taking no, notes of the meerkats I guess I don't know uh, but I, I feel as though because I'm there and people are watching <laughs> that I, I get it done and it's hmm. silly but it's a tool i know so sometimes it's like uh you know i don't want to be the the uh, poet writing in the coffee shop type of uh, uh trope but sometimes if i go to a diner and i pull out a notepad I, I feel this waiter's gonna know i'm not writing if i don't put anything down and it's silly it's stupid mm-hmm. but it works
3: no the the separating yourself from your normal environment yeah. works really well for me and being like i'm going to you know I, I was lucky one time to be able to just go to a hotel and, and lock myself in and i wrote half a movie, but I for shorter ideas, uh, mm-hmm. I did a lot of work on the Nightmare Adorable by just picking a bar mm-hmm. and going. I'm I'm solving this one particular question of the short film at this bar today. Mm-hmm. So nice to to be able if you have that luxury to separate yourself from uh, all, even if you have a beautiful lovely office, mm-hmm. it's just different to to get away and you're this is your only focus. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: How about you, Jennifer? Does does going a different place ever help you?
5: No, (laughs) no. I mean, I've heard about this. Uh, I mean, there is like certainly an energy that you feel when you go to a coffee shop. I think, Mm -hmm. I I think it's really writer specific or like when you, any sort of writing. um, or. Something like that. I, mm. I do think that there is something about going to a coffee shop um, that feels a little bit inspiring. You know, you're enjoying maybe a latte or whatever it is, and you feel like, especially in Los Angeles, when you're around a bunch of like writers with their laptops mm-hmm. at a coffee shop, there's you just feel like, wow, I'm doing something. But when it comes to like what what I mainly do, which is I'm shooting something, uh, whether it's outside or in my home, and then I have to edit. Then I just, I literally, I hunker down. I want to be in my space, in my chair Mm. with my headphones on and Mm. not be distracted and not also feel like self-conscious of people seeing me editing myself, Mm. which is always a really awkward thing, right? And then people might ask, what are you doing? I'm doing a YouTube video. It just becomes a thing. Oh, are you an actor? I hate it. I hate it. I don't want to have to explain, you know? I'm I'm right
3: with you. If I can bring a notebook to a a cocktail bar and nobody knows, am I writing, you know, a poem for my wife? (laughs) Am I writing a grocery Mm -hmm. list? They don't know what I'm doing. I love that. If I brought Mm -hmm. a laptop and typed actual dialogue in a cocktail bar, I I would die a thousand deaths. (laughs) (laughs) For for exactly the same reason, Jennifer, that Mm -hmm. sort of that personal private boundary of like, you know, I'm, I'm here to work on this, not talk about it. Mm-hmm. right right <laughs> um go ahead Ken. Nice. No, i agree i agree with that that's funny so let's talk about reward tricks of uh you you have set aside you know uh, time and you have a specific goal whatever it is i'm gonna i'm gonna get this chunk of a project done by this time how do you reward yourself ken do you use candy video games uh social media posts uh what, what do you use
4: no i i don't um I, I reward myself by saying, "Well, that was horrible. Let's try something else." Uh, yeah, I, I'm bad at this. I, I could say the video games in, in the sense of, but I don't. I don't do it as if I write till eight. I get to go. I get to text Ken Plume and, and Hal at Lublin and play Fortnite. I don't. I don't use as reward. That's my. Uh, I'm. Done That's your day to day. It's my day to day. But it's it's not a reward so much as a uh, we're done. We're done with the day, and I'm shutting down. So maybe if I start rewarding myself, <laughs> there'd be a little more joy in all of this. Um, but e- even in the, uh, uh, you know, trying to look out just the, outside the, the walls of just creativity, and those pursuits, even the old the old job of like, you know what? I, I work a job I don't really love. I work hard at it. I'm on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all year long. I'm going to buy this thing that I like. I deserve mm. it. I, 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 I think if you can do that, you, you, you got to be careful. How many times just wiping the credit card? I, I could have that problem too. But um, I think there's some of that, some of that of, of um, uh, overall work. But I, I don't do it on a daily level. Maybe I should.
3: Hmm. Yeah, no. I the, the daily level would get would get uh, dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, in college, for papers, uh, candy candy was a problem. Yeah, because <laughs> I would get down <laughs> to like uh, I don't want to write this essay if I finish this paragraph. I can have another (laughs) Butterfinger. Not, not entirely healthy. Jennifer, what tricks uh, or what rewards do you use for yourself for your own motivation?
5: I think actually being able to just be creative is, is the reward for me. I really enjoy researching my videos. I enjoy shooting them can be kind of laborious because you got to set everything up. Uh, I love editing. Um, So I feel like that is a re- reward. If I'm tired and, you know, it's 930 at night, I might have a snack. There was a period where I would have those little swimmers like we've talked about from Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that was bad. I had to quit that. <laughs> so now I have their trail mix, mm-hmm. which has a little bit of chocolate pieces in there. And so I just sit down usually during the day and I'll, I'll have that as like a snack. Um, but yeah, doing it is just, it's a, I like it uh i hate the actual posting part of it i hate figuring out the caption Mm -hmm. the you know dealing with the subtitles and the technology and then you put it out there and no one cares and no one watches it (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. but the actual Mm -hmm. process i love so i want the reward of like having people actually watch it <laughs> that would be nice
3: yes that is definitely a a huge issue we will uh, we'll we'll discuss that uh, uh in a moment uh, in full depth because i think that is one of the the greatest challenges that that one needs to be honest about uh, mm-hmm. with with creative stuff um yeah for rewards um for me uh i uh, i have an action figure issue <laughs> that needs to be dealt with uh the 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 piles are getting uh, massive, uh, but either buying a figure that I have my eye on when I complete a, a big task or, uh, because I pre-order stuff like while I was gone, three boxes showed up and my wife was like, do you know what action figures these are? And I'm like, I don't because the pre-orders are so long. Um, so that can be a fun thing too of, uh, when I complete this creative task, I'll open up this surprise action figure mm. and find out, uh, what it is. Um, Also, if I've already posted on social media that I'm going to try to do this posting that I did it is um, is a great reward because it helps me, Jennifer, with what you're talking about of of celebrating the the act of creation and not immediately going from the elation of uh, creativity to the frustration of the potential reception. And Mm -hmm. how do you make room to just celebrate that? you did this creative thing that you enjoy doing. It is an accomplishment onto itself. Um, Kind of getting a little, a little end button of like, Hey, I did it helps me really celebrate the thing itself.
4: Mm -hmm. I think you're really good at that. And I, and I know you do that stuff and and I think it works. Cause like I said, when I'm sliding into my chair to play video games at the, at the end of the day, it's more of like F it. I am done. I'm not (laughs) so upset versus well, what a nice day of work. I'm going to play some video games with pals.
3: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no it it does it does work and mm-hmm. um I don't know I don't know if w- with either of you if you know I think a lot of us do uh, self talk both you know encouragement or sometimes negative stuff but but for me I can really feel like when the the switch happens and I mean it mm-hmm. and and I'm gonna and I'm gonna have the willpower to do something or not do something mm-hmm. um okay. and for this um the the recent uh, binge right into that first draft. There was an action figure I really wanted, but I've been, I've been, uh, I got to work on it. I can't, I can't have every, every shiny thing, but I really wanted that one. And I was like, Oh, okay. Self, you are truly, truly not going to buy that unless you finish that script. (laughs) It was the dumbest thing in the world. Like this $20 action figure helped me complete this. Uh, Mm -hmm. but you know, again, it's that making that deal with yourself and, and not needing anybody else outside of yourself because you've you've planted your flag plant your flag
6: Mm
3: -hmm. uh let's talk about the topic that jennifer very wisely brought up which is uh trying to enjoy the satisfaction of setting a creative goal in meeting it and not immediately getting distracted uh by the next steps um uh, we we are not a star wars podcast right now but i i'm just going to share this one image uh in revenge of the sith uh, when when Anakin and Obi Wan are partying and Obi Wan is you know really kind to Anakin and Anakin smiles for a minute and then the smile drops and the darkness sets back in. <laughs> mm,
6: mm, mm.
3: That's what I often think about. It. Like I did it. I create. I finished a first draft. No one will ever buy this or watch this. And mm. the in the darkness sets in. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer, how do you how do you work for yourself on just celebrating the process and the completion?
5: I think that I just discovered that this past weekend. Um, did I, I don't know if I shared this was was it just off air or did I actually mention this at the beginning of the podcast? I can't remember. That's my tired brain. Um, but making my Furby costume, I just love the process of it. It was so fun to just craft. Like I have been doing my whole life. I used to always, I've always been a crafter, a maker. And I, this was, you know, when I was, 10, 11, 12, there was no YouTube. There was no posting on social media, nothing. I just did it because. And I realized that I'm at this point right now where being an artist, it is kind of a selfish pursuit. Because like you're talking about, like with the, with the writers, right? Like you have to lock yourself up in that room mm-hmm. and your partner is going to have to just to just deal with it. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. But you kind of have to preserve that space for yourself to be able to create And I'm at a point now where I don't really have that luxury anymore. Mm. And so there was something nice about just doing it just for fun for me. And then I was like, Oh shoot. Well, I made this. I, I kind of mentioned this before, I should probably make a video about it. <laughs> and that actually was not as fun as actually just making the Furby. Um, mm-hmm. And cause I knew I was like, I am just so satisfied with this physical thing that I have, that I get to wear with people. And it's just for celebration and fun. Then it becomes like, I'm going to spend all this time on this video and nobody may watch it. Mm-hmm. And that can be disappointing. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened. And it kind of took out, deflated my little happy balloon of, Mm. I I just made a Furby costume and it was so fun to wear it on Halloween. People were like, Furby! And it was just, it was awesome. And then to post the video and it's like, (sighs) Mm. (laughs) all right. So that was a real lesson for me is that it's okay to just create Mm. and to just have it be for fun and don't feel the pressure of posting it on social media. I mean, everyone's like, that's just kind of like the way that our society is right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Post, 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 post. You don't have to.
3: Yeah. Know?
5: That was a wonderful lesson for me.
3: We are getting to that point of like, if a tree falls in the wood, but didn't post a selfie while they were falling mm-hmm. over, did the tree fall at all kind of uh, right. <laughs> philosophy.
5: Right. Right. Mm -hmm. exactly.
3: And there can be a positive side of it of, of, you know, I think for me when I post that I completed something, it is really nice to get that validation. And and there are more people rooting for you than you you realize often when you, you know, are feeling negative. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is also, I think, yeah, that dark side of it of do, do we need to turn in everything that we do for ourselves for joy into something that can be defined by numbers?
5: and and then one last thing yeah one last thing i want to say is that that's exactly it and that when i posted a photo of it it felt like i was literally just sharing with friends online because i had mentioned this costume here on other center Mm -hmm. some of my real life friends people i know that i told so that that felt like an organic thing kind of like old school facebook right i'm gonna Mm -hmm. share my my family photos right Mm -hmm. it's like that next depth though of like being a quote-unquote content creator Mm. that's where it becomes something else and that's where like what we're talking about the motivation to continue doing that to not care about the numbers it is just your routine it is just what you do and separating yourself from the end result right of those views that's the that's key if you want to pursue that job
3: (laughs) yeah 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 I, I think I think this is all really important stuff. It was um, really helpful to me, a writing group uh, that I'm involved in uh, in Los Angeles. A lot of um, one of the things that, you know, a lot of writing groups is just is, is saying the wisdom to one another again and again. <laughs> mm-hmm,
6: mm-hmm.
3: And, and one of the with- wisdoms is that like being extremely, def- even though everybody in that group is actively trying to sell things. Um, and have a successful career to still just absolutely hold close to your heart of what you can control and what you can't. And the part of that is is being able to celebrate. Like, I set a goal, I set a task, I finished this script, I'm proud of this script, that needs to be celebrated all by itself because the rest of it, because that's the part that you can control and you can't control the, the rest of it and really, really isolating those things, which just sounds like, you know, the experience you really had, Jennifer, of everything that was organic and human, your joy, you're sharing it with your your friends through photo was great. And then when you took that step to can I get, you know, monetary or career value out of it is where it became darkened
5: yeah and like I've made that I had made that decision. I am going to be a video creator, right? Mm-hmm. I want to po that was a goal of mine post every week. This was just another video and but I, it when it started becoming laborious i I picked up on that and I was like you know maybe maybe it's time for something new. so yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I think for me I, um i I go up and down about being able to enjoy. Uh, to take the the, the wisdom of in, in be proud of just enjoy the creative be proud of the you set a task and and you met it and not and let those things be be beautiful and then now it's a whole separate thing of can I get it out into the world can I get a positive reception of of trying to de lock those things a little bit of the act of creation should have value the act of setting a goal and meeting it should have value and now turn the page you're on chapter two of this adventure and it's a different thing I'm working on myself uh on that which is part of the reason that I post about it on social media and talk about it a lot on other centers I'm I'm trying to Mm -hmm. (laughs) be be proud of myself for just creating things um Mm -hmm. and and Jennifer I think everything you're saying about the the why of doing things and and doing things for career versus for personal joy I think for me I would love to try to make the time of like I bought a canvas and, and I I just, I want to make a painting to go over my desk and there's no chapter two of that. There's no like, Mm -hmm. and this painting will be discovered after my death. And I will become, you know, a famous painter. There's none of that. It's just, I want a painting over my desk and I can make it. And, and I, I need to try to make time for those things. So I can have things that are just, this is just creative joy. Ken, how do you feel about, uh, about all of this, uh, divide between creative satisfaction, pride in meeting your goal versus, the next steps.
4: Yeah, this is a big one because it is all about the uh, motivation and what fuels it. And sometimes that motivation gets stamped out real quick, like a campfire at the end of the weekend, because you look at this, some of the stuff that you're talking about, both of you talking about, and Jenna I feel where you're at. And, and, you know, because, book back in the day, uh, you know, Jen, you might have liked crafting and then you thought, well, I'm going to get a job at Michael's and then I'll be a manager of Michael's and I'll craft. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll put a garage sale, uh, sell some stuff at a swap meet on the weekend. And what a life. <laughs> you
6: know, mm-hmm. And then we have
4: this absolute Shangri-La possible for all of us where your hobbies, your interests can become your career. And it's a wonderful draw. It kills me all the time because it's like it, we I think Force Center has been a great example of how that's worked. Uh, for me and, and, and us as well. But um, then you just, you know, when, when it's not paying all the bills or the realities of, of, of who's paying attention and it's changed since from, since we started doing this in 2015 to now, we're in a dangerous point. It's another conversation. We've touched upon it here. We're at a dangerous point with the algorithm game. It's no longer just fun. A conversation with my uh, a friend Darina, a friend of 4Center, Friday night who, who used to work at Google and YouTube. And she goes, I watched it. I watched them change Google into a shopping mall where you, mm. you used to type, wow. uh, uh, you know, uh, something you want to search and you get a wonderful search, uh, you know, a search result so you could research something. Now it's a, a mall. And, yeah. and, and, and now the algorithm game, it's hard. I, I, you know, I'm working hard not to be bitter. This, is, this question is a little bit about how do you motivate versus how, do the, how does the bitterness drag you down? Because you watch others succeed. And that's, that's the thing I've seen up top of like you watch a video, you watch these like you, you sketch, you, you know, real Instagram, real sketches of, you know, people doing little things. And you're like, no, this isn't funny. This isn't poignant. This isn't insightful. It's got 10 million views and I'm going to jump off a cliff and, and, <laughs> and, and that can bury you. versus, uh, uh, what your your heart of your question, Joseph, and I'm trying to find the satisfaction and balance it with the pursuit of this still. Um, Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's harder. And this all, this is the last big negative point. And and, uh, again, uh, shout out our, our buddy Ken Plume, uh, check out his show, open chats and force five. He said this out of of frustration to me the other night and it resonated with me. He's like, I forget trying to get a new audience. I'm trying to find the people that already support me in a not (laughs) because the algorithm game has ruined that yeah
6: Mm -hmm. and
4: and so that's why the satisfaction stamp this year i've done some things and in the process of doing some things that uh i didn't think i'd do for a lot of various reasons discussed here about self-confidence and belief but they're out there uh releasing a, a a comedy album and i'll tell you i don't even know if it's my it's probably not my best work i think my best work's yet to come but i've i've told myself that i can't do that for years and so i did it uh, the, the music that we've just released with this musical project, the moon ages with my friend, uh, Brian and, and, and Sean, I, I'm not going to win a Grammy. I, I don't have any music with that, but I did it and it's there. And our first songs on Apple and Spotify, you can bring it up and you can listen to it. And I'm trying to stop there. Meaning that that exists. Hmm. The fact that 13 people on Apple music have listened to it and I can't get anyone to listen to it is another frustration for uh, another day, or maybe I can just be happy with this. I did it. And I never thought I would, because uh, mm-hmm. it's easy to push it off. At the beginning of the year, one of my goals was to do a, write a book of poetry. In late 2022, I saw my friend Zar, who's a great poet uh, uh, at a poetry show. And I thought, this is wonderful. Not, 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 I think I can do it in an arrogant way of like, this might be something I want to pursue um, for nothing. Cause I'm not, I don't know a lot of rich poets in the world right now. Um, and I, And like you said earlier, Joseph, I'll do it mid-year has become, I guess,
3: 2024. <laughs> um, but I'm, mid-decade. I'll mid-decade. do it mid-decade.
4: But I'm trying to, those are things that I'm going to do out of satisfaction. The realities of, hey, uh, I didn't sell as many of the comedy albums I want as I wanted to on Bandcamp is it, it's another fight and another struggle. But I need to stop at the joy. I need to stop at the satisfaction. Just like finding the purpose of my old job. I, as I've said here many times, hated my old job. But also, man, I met a lot of people and I also had a chance to mentor a lot of people. I still have have ex-employees who reach out to me, who say that, you know, that advice you gave me in 2007 still works with me. Or that conversation you and I had, um, that's what I, that's the satisfaction I needed to take out of a job that nearly killed me, you know. (laughs) And I'm trying to do that now with my creative pursuits.
3: Yeah. No, it's all sort of... um easier said than done stuff so mm-hmm. i think you know trying to to lift one another up acknowledge that it's a challenge mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. congratulate one another when when we succeed on separating you know the show and the business mm-hmm. you know particularly for people who are, who are trying to do creative things as as a career i think it, mm-hmm. it can happen in hobbies too where you make a beautiful thing you put it on facebook and like i worked on this sweater yeah. <laughs> for eight months and two people liked it you know you know so uh, I think it, it's a challenge that that lots of us uh, face, but trying to find as much as possible the, the ways to separate it and be not not just be proud of yourself for having done it. But also, I think in the in the darkest version, making it all about numbers. Um, mm-hmm. I got a very nice message from somebody who backed the Kickstarter for the Nightmare Adorable short who had not uh, the email the rewards who had a spam problem mm-hmm. so he was asking me like hey did that show up can you send me the film and, and i did and then just had a real nice thing about like you know your your jokes on social media for years are are right in my day mm-hmm. and like that that is a reward by itself you know it's not always about numbers you know I, I i think it's it's hard but i try to think about the um the things that have made it out into the world that mean something to me and mm-hmm. how many of us have a favorite film that bombed Mm -hmm. Um, and that creator probably felt like I killed it. I made this amazing movie and it bombed and it destroyed my career for the next 10 years, Mm -hmm. but eventually became a cult hit. And for other people out there, like they could not give a damn. They might not even know that your movie bombed and destroyed your career for 10 years, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it means the world to them. And like, I think trying to give ourselves that same, kind of grace or perspective that we might give to another artist. Like maybe, maybe this didn't reach the number of people we wanted it to, but what did it mean to the people who did it is I think a good thing to try to try to put the focus on. Try. Sure. Yeah.
5: Right. Cause it's a it is about connection. And I think that fi- knowing that your that your art c- connected, touched someone is so much more meaningful than you know however many views you get and so yeah like one comment one positive comment it really it means a lot um because it means the the person took the time to comment right like yeah things are moving so fast but to be like oh my gosh that was hilarious or that really moved me or whatever it is it's like oh yay the, uh, we're just becoming so removed from each other that it's just like the, those little moments i I hold on to yeah knowing that it connected with someone
3: I think that's a, a, a great uh segue into the final question I wanted to ask which is the the benefits of creating for creating sake and, and to me that could mean that you're you're creating is a hobby or for pure joy or if you are career based that that you're able to separate out um, the the business <laughs> versus the I, I created this and I find joy in it. And uh, Jennifer, you're touching on, on, for me, what is one of the, the biggest answers is, I, I think with the way technology is going, particularly with the algorithms, with some of the various sort of traditions and, that, have, that were shattered by the pandemic and, and haven't fully returned, that we, we are in like a, a battle for humanity. Um mm-hmm. And exactly as you said, Jennifer, I think that's one of the, the greatest ways to, to value creating for creating sake is that sharing something we created, uh you know, a drawing a podcast, a, a doily, a mixtape is mm-hmm. it's just like this great vote for humanity and for staying connected and sincere and honest. You made that Furby <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> out of honesty that the it's beautiful and uniquely you uh to to get excited about that and to have some to for you to put that out there and for somebody else to see it is is connection and, and a win for humanity
5: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well well <laughs> so maybe like what the heck
3: well uh, <laughs> uh, yeah so maybe maybe not a win for every human but <laughs> just, you win know, for the
4: weirdos a
3: win for the weirdos uh, so Ken, for you, what, what are the benefits of creating for creating sake?
6: Uh,
4: this is, uh, this is what I want to do. I know no other way, right? I'm trying to find other ways. Um, like I, I, you know, no joke. I'm, I'm trying to apply for a janitor's job at the zoo. Cause I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just walk around picking up trash from the animals. Maybe I'll find some joy there. I, I, I re- that's a hundred percent true statement. Um, but on the flip side of it is it's this, I know no other way. Um, so 12,000 likes or 12 likes, um, knowing that I did it and knowing that, that, uh, that, that, that kid who did a parody commercial in his sixth grade class and thought, well, that's how I communicate with the world. And that's what I'd like to do. Um, that, that, that's, that's the big benefit. Uh, it, it's that I, that I, that I am continuing to find a way to do that. Whether or not it's full-time career or not, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, a lot of things in flux and, and, and your battle for humanity is, uh, is, uh, it's, it's, it's a real thing that's, I think took taken in even um harder turn in the last six months to a year
3: yeah i mean i think i think you're sharing sharing uh, ken plume's comment is yeah. that's x ex- it's extra hard to to not know when you share something if it's a creative project or a, a picture of your your mm-hmm. halloween costume whatever it is mm-hmm. to not know did 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 the people who love me not like that or did they not see it they did not see it yeah awful place to have to wonder yeah (laughs) Mm. uh yeah it's it's a dark time um i think for me the uh the my final thought on it is uh, i do think just making a mark makes you feel alive there's there's lots of things in society too that tells you you don't can't you know there's a lot of things where you feel like i press the button and i don't know if anything happened Mm -hmm. um making them taking a blank piece of paper and making a mark on it at its best just makes you feel alive um and mm-hmm. even in in my sort of uh, darkest and, and most upset periods when I can get into a creative project I just feel good and I feel alive because I'm creating something mm-hmm. so I, I think that the benefit of creating for creating sake is it it just reminds you that you are alive and you have agency yeah love that I'm alive. Any other final thoughts besides being alive, Jennifer?
5: (laughs) Um, I think the freedom of creating for creating sake is that you find yourself willing to take more risks, Mm -hmm. willing to make mistakes, You don't have that pressure. Um, If you want to have like a a side business and have open up an Etsy store, just start making stuff is what I've been telling my sister who has, she has a job, but she wants to be a fashion designer. And you know, that's really hard, but I'm like, guess what? You have a, a regular job and now you have the freedom to do whatever you want. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. It's not your livelihood. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. can just create and there's, there is something so pure and fun about that. And you may discover, you know what, I don't want to do an Etsy business after <laughs> I've made 30 hats. Right. <laughs> or you may be like, Oh, actually I do love this. This is my passion. Um, but yeah, you don't, you won't know until you just create just for creating sake mm-hmm. and really taking that leap.
3: Love it. Yeah. Well said. Any final thoughts from you, Ken?
4: Uh, I I'm laughing. I, I know other center has been pretty deep since we've gone on, and 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 I think some of our listeners have shared um, some of their own stories in our Discord and pulled out a lot of out of it. And and, and the candy conversations and the favorite drinks are, are a little bit more fun and a little more zippier. Um, I, I feel the greatest thing about other centers is is maybe be even more honest where uh, um, this has been a tough year for me and a lot of folks in the world. And there's more yeah. problems going on even in this moment in other countries that we're all aware of in the news that helps with perspective, but it doesn't change the pain that you feel on a daily basis. This has been a tough year for me. And a lot of it has to be with trying to find this stuff and having these conversations and and and, and being reminded of the simple things or just knowing that you two are in the same spot or listener's, in the same spot, whether they manage a Kinko's or an Etsy shop, it doesn't matter. We're all trying to find our way here. Uh, and it's a, and it's a weird time and, and, and it's been good. So I, I want to thank you all for uh, letting me uh, work through it all uh, you, Joseph and Jennifer and our listeners. And uh, we're all going to find that motivation together.
3: That is right. So uh, thank you all uh, for listening. Thank you for continuing to support other center. It has been a challenging year, including having this disruption that so many of us are feeling, um, in terms of uh, our relationship to pop culture and to uh, corporations wanting the the rights to dead people's
6: faces,
3: (laughs) Uh, with no objective anybody else. It's a, it's a hard time on multiple levels, uh, but thank you all for, for continuing to be here uh, with us. And if you're doing any sort of creative project, we hope that you find uh, some inspiration in hearing us talk through our, uh, our, our gifts and our curses, our challenges and our victories. Ken, you want to let people know where they can find us? I
4: absolutely do. And shout out to the Force Center end crew. Uh, several of you tweeted us <laughs> and you listened to the end. We really appreciate it. We really do. And it's and by the way, when we say we, we put something out there and no one finds it, uh, I, Joseph, I think you're more right than them uh, not liking what we do or uh, people just aren't seeing it. And so this yeah. stuff is valuable. Uh, we're on Twitter at Four Center Pod. We're on Hive Social if you're there. We're on Threads as well. We're on Instagram and YouTube. Subscribe over there. Uh, we got some cool things coming there. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Podcast is available in a lot of different spots. If you still listen to podcasts, uh, just search. You'll find us. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can support us directly, which I can tell you. Really helps, especially right now, at patreon.com slash force center. But we know it's tough for everyone out there. So we just appreciate you all hanging out and being with us here. You can find me at Ken Knappstock. Go to kenknappstock.com for information all the things I do. I'm launching a political show because I've been passionate about that. I got some songs out there. There's more coming and stand-up. It's all there on that website. Remember websites? It's there. <laughs> Go there. Jen, where can I find you? And, uh, and watch all the things that you're doing.
5: You can find me on TikTok at JenniferLanda1138, YouTube, Instagram at JenniferLanda, where I'm starting a new chapter and I'm only going to be posting uh, just for fun. (laughs) So so be sure to check that out.
6: Love
4: it. Joseph, you just had a lot of fun in Mobile celebrating one of the projects you got out in the world. Where else can they find uh, your work?
3: Yeah, this is a nice, positive one to, to talk about. I'm very excited for this. Uh, wh- I've been applying to lots and lots of different uh, film festivals. I think I'm up to almost 75 film festivals I apply to uh, for Nightmare Adorable. And one of the things I do is apply to cities I want to go to. Um, and I'm thrilled to say that uh, Nightmare Adorable will be playing in Las Vegas uh, so enjoyed uh, my recent trip there and our discussion about it uh, here on Other Center. So the uh, festival is called Sin City Horror Fest. It is happening Saturday, December second, uh, uh, or uh, rather uh, Friday, December first through Sunday, December third. Is the whole festival? But the Nightmare Adorable is playing on Saturday, December second at four p.m. I'll be there to do a Q and A. One of the great things about this particular festival that not all festivals do is you can just buy a five dollar ticket to Just one specific film block. So if you're interested and want to make a weekend of it and you you love uh, horror, you can go to the whole uh, thing. But if you just want to catch The Nightmare Adorable, there is a uh, $5 ticket to the film block that it is playing in. All of this information is on my website at com. Just scroll down and you'll find it.
4: There you go, friends. Uh, Head on out there. Viva Las Vegas. That's it. Find your motivation. Keep it as best you can. We'll see you next time here on Other Center.